when you're talking about what you offer, far too many people talk, here's the features of what I do, feature, feature, feature. They don't care. They don't need to understand you to make a buying decision. If they feel like you understand them, they will get on the phone. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker, and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights, and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hey, Gavin here. You love the audio format because you listen to podcasts. I'm a massive fan of learning through audio courses and books. What I particularly like about Knowable is that courses are short form, like a podcast, and expert-led, like an audiobook, with courses on leadership from the commander of the International Space Station and on startups from the co-founder of Reddit. Grab yourself 20% off with coupon code GAVIN, in capital letters, G-A-V-I-N, which brings the price down to just over $3 a month. It's a no-brainer. Download the Knowable app or visit knowable.fyi. Use code GAVIN to get 20% off. Hey, Gavin here. Welcome back to the Business Mastermind Podcast. Have you ever heard of Inception Marketing? I must admit, I haven't. Well, Mike Moll from Market Me shares with us his Inception Marketing approach and how that helps you get cut through, gets you traction in the very busy, crowded space of digital marketing. So at a time when more and more businesses recognize the need to up the game digitally to drive revenue from digitally and the last 12 months has, has has seen a lot of businesses grow their online revenue streams and put more energy behind it so you've got more companies wanting to market online you've got more prospects and customers hanging out online in particular digital marketing platforms you would think that was a perfect storm like a market social media platforms be the marketplace that buy that connect buyers and and sellers but it's not you know, it's becoming harder and harder to get cut through. It's becoming more and more of a distraction, people burning a ton of cash. So um, what would you recommend to businesses that are looking to generate leads from their digital marketing activities? Great question. So uh, there's a couple of pieces to that. I think a big part of it is like, what are you selling? You know, if you're selling, you know, you're a local service-based company, you do a, you do a roof, you do a, dent- you're a dentist, those types of things are a little bit easier to just go straight digital right? Yeah. Like Google ads cover the basis of everybody who's saying, I need this. Um, social media ads are the things that reinforce you locally or get people to come back to your website. And you know, those core things are really, really easy. On the flip side, you know, an agency, um, you know, web design, a lot of the business to business services, there are so many service providers and, and usually they're higher ticket items. And so I have found that you need to use a combination of digital, you know, digital advertising as well as like building real relationships with the humans on the other end of that decision. Because I think if you like went through the buying pattern, so as a, as a business owner, if I was going to hire an accountant or I was going to hire a PR firm, I, you know, the odds of me Googling that the person's ad coming up and then me being like, Hey, you know what? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to just hire that person sight unseen. Like, it's not really that practical versus something more local where it's, you know, I have this direct need. They've got a couple of reviews. They're in my neighborhood. 
great. So those ones are a little bit easier. You know, that one, two Google social media punch is really impactful. But if you're selling something that's a higher priced item, you know, there's a lot of other techniques that can be used. So for example, uh, we call it inception marketing where, you know, we get the emails of a bunch of the people that we're trying to attract. We load them into Facebook. So Facebook's like, oh, I know. Oh, that's Gavin. Oh, that's Mike. I know these people. And then I'm, I'm doing, you know, brand building, case study, testimonial style ads, and I'm showing it to those people so that when I either email them or call them or position myself with an ad, um, I have a better shot at that at bat. So you, but you're, but you're, you know, creating that visibility before they're even searching for you. The only way you get, you know, the really high ticket stuff is that the person looks for you and you need to create that platform, um, whether it be through, you know, sending custom videos on LinkedIn and targeting with them with ads, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot more um, complicated. There's a lot more touch points because there's a lot more trust and credibility that needs to be built. Let's dig into that a bit more. So what do you mean by, for the uninitiated, what do you mean by sending a custom video on LinkedIn? Yeah, absolutely. So I do a, I do a workshop about this. And, and so what I've been doing is, uh, so LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a tool that allows you to drill down into, um, you know, the type, the type of company, the industry that they're in, the headcount, the, um, you know, the role of the person you're looking to reach. So if your product or service has a specific target market, there's a decision maker who's typically the VP of X in company size X, well, you know, 50 to hundred or whatever, the, whatever the size is. Um, what I do is I will find those people through LinkedIn sales navigator. That's a tool that allows you to pinpoint them very quickly. Um, I connect with them on LinkedIn because I obviously want them to, I obviously want them to have some awareness around me. Um, but what I tend to do is not just leave it there. I actually send them videos. I go into LinkedIn, into the, the messaging part of it. And you can actually flip on your camera and record a live video on LinkedIn and send it to the person. And so I'm sending, you know, warm introductions all the time to people that I'm, you know, I'm trying to build a relationship with, I'm trying to have on my podcast. And do you, do you have a, a particular format for those? Hi, my name's Mike videos. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I do have, um, I do have a free online course of exactly how I do it. It's like a 22 minute, it's an awesome little thing. But Go on, basically, this was the URL for that and then tell me a little bit more. Yeah, Go absolutely. So so it's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's go.marketme.co slash leads, L-E-A-D-S. Go.marketme.co slash leads. leads, yeah. Um, it's no, you know, I'm, I'm not a big online course guy. So my team's like, hey, are you sure it's going to be like a 26-minute video? I'm like, yeah, that's what needs to be, that's the amount of content that needs to be delivered to do it. So, so if you could quickly run us through the steps then in terms of your format for this. So this is an introduction, yeah. you've, you've identified somebody on LinkedIn Sales Navigator, yeah. and this is an introductory video introduced to that person as, as yeah, part absolutely. of the connection request. So it has, it comes after the connection request happens. You can't send a video up front. Unfortunately, I wish you could. So you so do have to send Once the they've accepted. Request. Yeah. So I, you know, so for me, it's, it's, it's hello. <laughs> Step one, um, you know, thanking them for connecting, depending on if those people are inundated with messaging or not, I tend to do something that disarms them from saying, okay, where's the sales pitch for me? Cause I'm listed as a founder on LinkedIn. I get, 
unlimited sales pitches all the time. So I'm always expecting it to come next. Um, so for me, I say, hey, you know, uh, I understand that, you know, people in your position get a lot of cold outreach. And I just wanted to let you know that I'm, kind of, I'm coming at it from a different angle or uh, I wanted to personalize it or I, you know, I, I thought I've thought this through in some way. You don't have to use that. I don't really use it anymore, but you can use it if the person's going to be skeptical. Then what I do is I introduce what I do, but in the context of how it's going to help them. So I don't say like, I do digital marketing. I, you know, so I always try and frame it. And depending on who you're talking to, they're motivated by different things. If you're reaching out to the founder versus a manager versus a director, the things that motivate them and the things that they get rated and ranked on in their job role differ. So you really want to position what you're offering in the context of how it's going to benefit that person by saying yes. And so diving deep into who, who is it that you're talking to and what, what is it that they would need to hear to be motivated to have a meeting with you? So I, I give you know two or three sentences about what I do. And then what I do is I, I invite them to decide if they think it's a good idea or not. Where I think a lot of people go wrong is they go straight into, you know this is gonna help your business do this. When do you wanna talk? And they're like, to me, if you send that to me, you're like, you haven't earned my time to speak with me yet. I'm, I'm, I'm going to reject it a hundred percent of the time. I don't like that pushiness. So for me, I say, Hey, this is how I think it could be really beneficial to you. I would love to continue the conversation if you think it would be as well. So I'm actually giving them the autonomy to say, well, hold on, based on what he said, this is, you know, this could be beneficial for us. And we're potentially interested at this point. I let them reach back out and say, yes, I'm interested. So I don't push them to tell them they need it. Or that, you know, they got to get on a meeting with me. I, I give them the autonomy to say yes or no, because the truth is people don't like being told what to do. None no, no, of us, you know, no, no. And, and there's this automatic rebellion. This comes from obviously, you know, when our parents told us to do stuff when we were kids, go clean your room. I'm not going to do it, you know, but, but as adults, the same thing happens. It's a little bit more subconscious. It's a little bit quieter than, than that. But, but when you're telling me you, you know, this, you need to do this for your business is like, automatically I'm like, get out of here. I don't, I don't need to do anything. So I invite them to a, a further conversation if they think that what I'm offering is valuable. And my response rate on those videos is about 70%, wow. which is crazy. Um, not all 70% are like, yeah, I'll take a meeting, but people will actually take the time to tell me why the meeting is not a good fit for them right now. What do you hey, got engagement then? crazy it's the engagement is crazy and i have screenshots on my phone of all the responses i've gotten people being like i can't believe you sent a video i have never seen this before good on you so what about the individual that takes the time to engage with you but to say no not for me or not right now do you then sort of schedule in on your crm to contact them again in three months or six months or whatever yeah absolutely and i think what's interesting is they're way more willing to tell you the exact reason why not. It's not like, you know, cold email can sometimes get the like, take me off your list, leave me alone. You're getting a response, but it's, you know, them telling you to, to get out of here. I'm, I'm getting people saying, hey, we actually just signed a, you know, a three month term with a new vendor. I don't know how it's going to go. So like, you know, feel free to reach out in a couple months. Like I'm actually getting those, like the rejections are the nicest rejections I've ever received in my life. 
And the interesting thing is I've actually been able to say at the end of those conversations, Hey, you know, thanks, you know, thanks for letting me know. Do you know anybody else that this would be a fit for? And I'm actually getting referrals off the back end of my rejections, which you is do that, you do that after the reject after the rejection. Yeah. yeah you know, if they're, if they're, you know, it's not a good fit or they, maybe they have it in house or whatever the case may be, but I have been finding that people will give me, like thoughtful answers about why not, why they won't take the meeting. And so it leads into the interesting conversations and obviously follow-ups when they say, you know, we just, we just started doing X. We're not, we don't, it's not in our bandwidth right now. Um, I'll reach back out later and, and, and often get that meeting next. So about 70% that's engaging, whether it's a, a yes or a no, how many of those of that 70%, what percentage is a uh, great, let's talk. It depends on the campaign. So for me, there's a couple of different angles, right? I'm sometimes reaching out to get direct business from that person. I'm sometimes reaching out to create partnerships, you know, companies that don't offer what I do, but they offer a complimentary service, web design, branding, product design, where it's like at the back end of that, it'd be nice if they had digital marketing, they probably don't want to deal with it in house. Um, but they probably know it's a potential to, you know, keep that customer longer. So I'll sometimes reach out to those companies and say, Hey, you know, I see that you guys, it doesn't seem like you guys do this. We, we can private label our services. Are you interested in having that conversation? That conversion rate is extremely high because the partnership opportunity is a low commitment for them. And there's a lot of things that need to work. So I get a lot of yeses on that, but if I'm reaching out directly about, running marketing for a company, then the conversion rate is a bunch lower because my ask is more personal and more like I need an answer and I need a commitment and I need money from you right now versus like, can we explore how I can make you more money via this partnership? So it depends on the campaign, but um, I would say at least minimum 20 to 25%, I would say. 25% of the 70 or of 100? Of the, of the people that respond, 25 to 30% yeah. of them will be like, you know what, I'll take that meeting. And so the crazy thing is, like, I mean, first of all, that's a great, that's a great number if you've prospected, if you've been in sales ever. Yeah. That's a super high number. But the crazy part is you don't, you don't even have to reach out to that many people. I mean, if you, if you curate this right and you pick the right bucket of people that you're reaching out to with the right message, um, you know, you could send 40 or 50 of these and pick up a couple of customers quite easily. And, and this video um, uh, messaging piece is available within only within LinkedIn Sales Navigator, or you could do that within LinkedIn? Right from LinkedIn. Yeah. So yeah. I, only use, I only use Sales Navigator to create my list of people yeah, I want yeah. to talk to because it, it allows you to make a more granular selection based on all the parameters, you know, company size industry. Hey, Gavin here. You love the audio format because you listen to podcasts. I'm a massive fan of learning through audio courses and books. What I particularly like about Knowable is that courses are short form, like a podcast, and expert-led, like an audiobook, with courses on leadership from the commander of the International Space Station and on startups from the co-founder of Reddit. Grab yourself 20% off with coupon code GAVIN, in capital letters, G-A-V-I-N, which brings the price down to just over $3 a month. It's a no-brainer. Download the Knowable app or visit knowable.fyi. Use code GAVIN to get 20% off. So I want to go back to an earlier point that you raised, which is a lot of people get pitched regularly through LinkedIn. You know, I must get pitched two or three times a week from somebody saying, hey, 
join my LinkedIn marketing strategy and I'll do your outreach for you. And so I know that you, there's a phrase that kind of, I use around the raise the objections up front, inoculate. You're inoculating in that early statement to say, you know, I know you're going to, you get pitched quite a lot of times. My question now to you is, what else do you do to make it that you stand out or you're the person that they are interested, intrigued to take some time to get on a call with over and above the 10 other people or 20 other people that month that have pitched them the same thing? Absolutely. So I think the biggest and like, most, most impactful piece. Um, and there's two parts. So one part is the fact that I sent a video and everybody else sends these automated strings of text that drip out over three to five days. And, and it's funny because I get them, I get quite a few. And so usually I can tell if somebody's just sold a course on how to do this, because there'll be a flood one month of like this specific messaging or this specific, you <laughs> know, there's a bot doing it. Yeah, zero to eight, you know, zero, what is it? What's the one now? Zero to eight figures in 18 months. Someone sold that course and I'm getting bombarded with, do you want to grow your agency from zero to eight figures in 18 months? I was like, oh, God, no. right. And right. so, I, you know, I, you see the same thing over and over again and it's stale. And the truth is, if you've ever received a message like this or similar, I mean, it's, it's a numbers game, so it can work. I'm not knocking it. Marketing is marketing. Do whatever you want. But to me, the variable of, I said, like, how many video pitches have you ever gotten? Probably none, maybe one or two. And, and so the impact of like, this person took the time, they've used my name, this is customized. It like, it throws them off. I mean, it just puts them right off their game and they're, you know, impressed and, and open right off the bat. The second part is in that middle section of the messaging, when you're talking about what you offer in the context of how it helps them. Far too many people talk, here's the features of what I do, feature, feature, feature. The, they don't care. They don't need to understand you to make a buying decision. If they feel like you understand them, they will get on the phone. So it's not about you being understood. It's about them feeling like you understand them. And so if you take the time to profile this person and say, you know, what I do is I actually look at the job postings for similar roles. Because within those job postings, it'll be like, this person is responsible for da 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 And so now you can like, you have a checklist of all the stuff that they're graded on. What makes this person look good at their job? What makes this person look bad? And just make a list and then talk about how your product helps fulfill the things that they care about. Whoa, I love that. By Say that again then, So if, if yeah. anybody missed that. So for the particular role of individual, so that might be, a little bit different within the founder, but it might be VP yeah. of marketing yep. or VP product development, whatever it might be, uh, new market development. So you look for equivalent job, ad job adverts for equivalent roles and you mm -hmm. see what are the metrics that they are being assessed on in that role. Yeah. yeah. And so what I do is I'll take, you know, I'll take the, you know, the, the top common three, right. Responsible for, you know, lowering client acquisition costs, responsible for this level of growth, blah, blah. So you get the gist of what that job role is, is intending to do in that, in that role in that industry, right? And then what I do is I write them down and then I just start writing all of the, all of the things that they would feel and all of the things that would happen if they don't achieve that goal, right? right? You know, uh, so if you're not achieving that goal, um, you're constantly feeling like your job is on the line. You know, it, you know, it makes you, it makes you lose sleep at night. 
um, it makes you, um, you know, it makes you more frantic in your decision making. Um, it makes you afraid to pull the trigger on things because, you know, any more wrong could really bury you. All, what are all the things that could go wrong? And like, what are the implications of those? And I just write a huge list. I have a document for my, my target market that's three pages long, size 12 font, just one line after another. This person worries about this. Um, this is what happens right. when they worry. This is how much, you know, they lose sleep. They, um, they, they, they don't take part in their family's life as much because they're up trying to fix stuff. They're answering emails till 11 o'clock at night. They feel the weight of the world on their shoulders because they got to fix it, but they don't know the way out. Like there's so many implications. So, so you only saying, each say three or four things off that list and, and people right. go, this guy's in my head. He, he knows my world. Yeah. And, and so, and how you consolidate that into what we do. Hey, we help companies like yours accomplish this so that oh yeah and yeah. then you you drop one line and they're like i've been i worry about that every single day this guy understands my pain let me talk to him that that's the unlock is understanding uh, that customer at that deep level and saying something where they're like that's a key phrase oh, that. hey we help companies like this accomplish that accomplish that so that and yeah. so that you feel better so that you can actually sleep at night so that you reduce your stress levels or yeah, you, you see your family or whatever it might be. Yeah. And it sounds it sounds odd to like be writing this stuff out, but I'll tell you, you will never run out of marketing ideas when you have four pages of bullet points about every problem and every pain point of your prospective customer. If you're ever trying to figure out what to post on Instagram, what to make a video about, like just read it and you're like, oh, that person's worried about this. Thing. If your target market's a founder, they're running their own SME. And um, obviously there isn't job adverts for those where you compile that list from your knowledge of the challenges facing people that are running their own businesses. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's similar to the people below them covering a role, but obviously it's a lot more personal, right? So it's not about, you know, it's not about, um, it's not about acquisition of client. Maybe it's, it's, you know, longevity of the client. So, you know, I think as founders, there's different components, you know, the, the research in terms of job postings doesn't really exist in that same way. Um, but there's enough content out there to have an idea of, of what founders go through. And if you have customers, you know, and you get to know them on any kind of a personal level, like they'll give up this information, you know, you could read, there's so many books. Um, Darren Hardy wrote a book called the entrepreneurial roller coaster um, that was the first book I ever read as I was getting into business. And it was like, it explains the ebbs and flows of like, you know, the excitement and hysteria and then the depression and then like, but it kind of detailed, like, here's what you're going to feel. Here's what you're going to go through. If you run a company, like just that book alone is like a goldmine of well, how founders and, and, and entrepreneurs feel in, in over the course of a month, you know? So there's a lot of material out there. Brilliant. I wanted to circle back. You mentioned a, a phrase earlier on. There's a couple of things that you can do that will drive that leads forever because that came out of that comments about I've got control of my future. So what are those couple of things? Or, you know, we may have partially answered that, but I want to go back to that, that one specifically. Absolutely. So I think in this, the, you know, the headline, one of the headlines on our website saying the industry is broken, it's because big agencies especially ones that are, are owned um, by publicly traded or holding companies, 
their job is to drive revenue and they, and so like, I mean, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but um, yellow pages and brands like that, they need, <laughs> they need a certain profit margin of yeah, the yeah. product that you're buying, yeah. which is a backwards way of putting out marketing. And so they're selling you whatever product has the best profit margin for them. Yeah. Programmatic, programmatic banners, complete load of crap. Like unless you're Coke, or a huge company spending, if you're spending 30 to 70K a month on ads, fine, get into programmatic, it's good brand awareness, but at its core, Google ads and Facebook slash Instagram ads should be, and Google ads for most like local businesses should be 60 to 75% of where you spend your money and the, and the final part on Facebook slash Instagram, and that's it. Because the truth is that people are self-identifying as their customers right? I, I go and, and so there's variables to success here in that Google ads are not that easy to run. There's nuances with keywords. There's nuances with having negative keywords to make sure you're not bidding on stuff that's re related to your industry, but not relevant to them hiring you. We call them intent-based keywords, right? So I'm, I'm looking for a dentist near me. Nobody types that unless they're looking for a dentist. And so in a lot of industries, people are self-identifying all the time on Google. And so to not spend 70 to 80% of your 60 to 80% of your money there is ludicrous to me because people are saying, I need the service. And you're basically just sitting back here saying, uh huh, that's nice. <laughs> like, how could you know, it's such a wasted opportunity. So that makes um, sense. But what about where you've got a highly competitive niche? So the cost of Google ads. Versus the financial horsepower that you can drop in terms of ad spend is is high. Yep. Would you, I guess um, what I'm asking is: is it Google Ads? No matter how the competitiveness of the niche, no matter the price point of the click. I haven't come across an account that we could not produce a profitable Google ad for. Not yet. Wow. Anyway. And even um, and even that, with like, I, I know that some of the testimonials off your website have, you know, individual consultants and, right. and e even with them in, 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 in competitive niches, you can still get a profitable ad. If you, if you target the right keyword and the right structure, it can work. Yes. Wow. Okay. We, we had a, we had a company that sell that sold, you know, pay, pay by the minute, um, uh, VoIP calling. So VOIP okay. internet calling. And yeah. so you, you know, 200 minutes for free. And then, you know, it was some small rate. Um, we ran their ads for five years. They actually ended up taking everything in house. So we, you know, help, help them make that transition, but we were paying, and this is like a, not an expensive service. We were paying like $29 a click for those ads. And we were getting, you know, you know, 40% conversion rate on the website. And then 50% of people that started a trial continued on. So if you have a tight process on the back end, yeah, that, yeah. that that is the variable right like i i'm not bothered by some of the stuff i buy clicks for 1953 i've spent up to 65 70 dollars for a click but if i know every you know every third click i have an actual chance of getting sales we have uh, an audiologist and her average cost per click is 36 dollars but we know that when they come through to the website it's tight and it's honed in in a way that we know that one in every five people that come is gonna get an appointment or request, you know, so you have to have the website has to be able to perform um, in order for that to work. Um, and then the variables of, you know, 
how niche are the keywords? What are you blocking out? What happens with a lot of people is they just put in a bunch of keywords and then Google, they let Google try and interpret what those keywords mean. Yep. That's a recipe for disaster. If you, if you go in and just put in general keywords and let it do its thing and don't take any control over it, you will lose hundred percent of the time. So you, there's a lot that goes into making sure that that's honed in and only bidding on stuff that actually gives you a chance. Yeah. Right. Love it. So back to that thing, a couple of core things that will drive the future leads for you is Google AdWords and Facebook ads, but using intent based keywords. Yes, absolutely. Because there's a big difference between, you know, somebody, especially like roofing and like roofing and plumbing is very expensive, but like, you know, roofing, you know, roofing contractors in Toronto is very different than, you know, you know, roofing tile colors. Right. But if you just let Google bid on stuff to do with roofing, okay. You're going to have people coming to your website who are, you know, who wanted to see what kind of tile designs they could get for their roof. Mm-hmm. And they're just researching. They don't need, a, they're not, they're not actively they're not, looking. They're, yeah. You're not buying. Yeah. And you're still paying the same $35 for that. Like it's not, it's not that that one is less money. And so, you know, when you're going to pay a premium on Google, um, you have to have it tight and honed in. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So if anybody wants to find out more about you, your services, about either um, the Google ads and Facebook ads or the inception based marketing that you were talking about earlier, how do they get hold of you, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you can um, always feel free to email me if you have any, any questions, Mike at marketme.co, C-O. Uh, the, the website's marketme.co. And then if you want to connect on social and uh, see what see where I'm at in the world, currently Mexico, but probably Costa Rica pretty soon uh, on Instagram at Mike AJ Mall. It's half half business content, half, you know. Cool. I love that. And your <laughs> yeah. podcast? Yeah, the Market Me podcast. Uh, it's available on anywhere that you stream. I think uh, there's a link to it on the website as well. You can find it. Fantastic. Uh, well, Mike, thank you so much. And just before you go, you know, if there's one other thing you want to add to the listeners of the Business Mastermind podcast around generating more leads on in, in the digital space, well, what would what would that be? So, if you are not an expert on ad platforms, then make sure you work with someone who's really, really good. These platforms are very sophisticated. Um, they have been built up over years. They collect insane amounts of data from their users, which makes it a marketer's dream, but there's a lot of pitfalls. There's a lot of little things, even just in the settings that could make you spend a thousand and see zero in return. It's very, very easy to do. I've worked with a ton of people who, while we spent 5,000, nothing happened. They don't work. And that's the usual sentiment is that you feel like they don't work. Um, so just if you go in and test, make sure you learn about how it works first. But once you get those things locked in, um, a lot of times, especially if it's a non-ecom, if it's a simple product, uh, a lot of times these accounts can take you know a couple hours a month to manage in total and be a driver for years and years and years. And we've seen it. I know this question is going to be incredibly market and product specific, but anybody listening to this is intrigued. They're probably thinking, what's the kind of a budget that I need to pay in order to play? So I understand that it's going to be market specific, but can you give any ballparks? Yeah. yeah so we, 
Um, $500 is the price per month to dip your toe in the water. Um, I, you know, I've seen people try and spend less. The challenge becomes your budget goes up against everybody else's budget. And then your $500 splits into however many days in the month. And if your click is expensive, you might only be giving yourself one or two at bats a day. And that's like the minimum that you want. If your clicks are more expensive, you know, you, you might be getting one click to your website every three or four days and you're, you can't learn fast enough if that's the amount of data pouring in. You need, you know, even just 20 to 40 people to come on your website every month and see how they respond. That's a good sample size of how well your website is doing. And so if you're spending less than 500, it's really hard to get to that number of people on the website to understand how they're responding. Mike, thank you. Awesome. Loads of value there and um, delivered really, really well and succinctly. Thank you. You can tell that you're uh, familiar being on the mic, no pun intended, uh, but, but you're able to very clearly articulate your points across and uh, with with a huge amount of value in there. So Mike, really, really grateful for your time. And uh, yeah. I, I'm going to start following your travels of living, you know, yeah. the nomad lifestyle from Mexico to Costa Rica and wherever else after that. <laughs> I do have to I do have to be cautious sometimes, especially during the first bit of COVID. They had locked down where we were living in Mexico and like, but we were still on the beach every day. And I was like, I don't know if we can post this. Like we're the only people on the beach, and I'm still like, I don't know, people are yeah, gonna yeah. be mad if you so can. it's been, you know, this <laughs> funny, this funny, you know, what can we what can we share? What can we not? My camera rolls full of adventures, but I, I post a little conservatively sometimes. Yeah, I, I could I get that. <laughs> Take care, have a great weekend and thanks, uh, you too. thanks for your time. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact.